So the theme of this Sunday of Advent is joy. It's joy. And all of us, we love good humor, do we not? And if you look for it, you can find it out there. But sometimes you have to look for it. Some of my favorite humor is the kind that comes from little children. From little children. And I've heard some good ones. There was a girl sitting with her mother at Mass. And the priest got up to preach his homily And his sermon went on and on and on. Aren't you glad that doesn't happen here? (laughs) And so the girl became so impatient, she says to her mother, Mom, if we give him the money, will he let us go? (laughs) Let us go now. And then there was a first grade Sunday school teacher just walking around her class, watching the children paint, uh, color pictures. And she came to this one little girl and she was intensely over her drawing and the teacher asked, so what are you drawing? She said, I'm drawing a picture of God. And she says, well, honey, no one knows what God looks like. And she said, they're going to know in a minute. (laughs) Isn't that beautiful? Praise God. What is... Christian joy. We sang this psalm today together, which is taken from Mary's jubilant praise of God. And there's that one line that I I really love. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My spirit rejoices in In God, my Savior. Christian joy, the joy of a disciple of Jesus, is always going to come through an experience of the saving love of God. And that saving love, as we know, was most powerfully expressed when God sent His only Son, Jesus Christ. This is why Pope Francis is encouraging all of us to be continually open and aware of all the ways that Jesus wants to come to us, to encounter us, in ever new ways in our daily life. Because again, so that we can experience the saving love of God through Jesus. What are the experiences or encounters of Jesus that bring about this joy so that Mary's words can truly be ours? Certainly one of the most common experiences of Jesus saving love for us is in all the places where you and I feel weak. Where we struggle with sin. That's the place 
where Jesus wants us to have the ongoing experience of mercy, of real mercy. When I was younger, man, I was making so many poor choices. And then, of course, I was feeling guilty, as I should. It was the right kind of guilt because I was doing all these bad things. And yet, I had nowhere to go. Where could I go with my guilt and leave it? Where could I go to make a new beginning, a fresh start? And so, you know, you just try to do the best you can. You rationalize what you've done wrong and try to forget about it. You try to just push it away, and yet it keeps coming back. What I absolutely love about Jesus, what I am continually grateful for, is that as a Christian, a disciple, I have somewhere to bring my stuff. I have someone where I can bring my failures, my sins, and I know that I will be loved. I know that my sin will be completely forgiven and that Jesus is the only one that can actually give me the gift of a new beginning, a fresh start. And he loves doing this. We get tired of going to him sometimes, but he never gets tired of forgiving us. I love that scene when Jesus encounters the leper. The leper says to him, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. Have you ever had days where you just think, I would love a pure heart. I would love the opportunity to have my whole being cleansed and to be able to start over. And Jesus said to the leper, I do will it. Be made clean. This is what is possible in every encounter with Jesus when we appeal to him for forgiveness and mercy. This is why God, in his great wisdom and love, instituted the sacrament of reconciliation. The reason why there's that sacrament is because God wants to know that we are loved in our struggles and in our failures. And every time we experience this, joy. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. We want this experience, which leads to another one, which is a source of joy, to experience the victories of Jesus' love in our life. Our life looks so much like the lives of other people. We go to work, we go to school, we have families, we empty the dishwasher, some change diapers, we cook our meals. 
But there's something different about the disciple. Thanks to Jesus, everything in our life can be caught up and related to the power of Christ's love and offering to the Father. As a Christian, I can now say, I'm going to love my spouse for Christ. I'm going to love my children for Christ. I'm going to love my family, my friends. But I'm going to love them for Christ. I'm going to get up in the morning when I am so tired, when I want to stay in bed, and I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to school. But I'm going to do this for Christ. I'm going to put the love of Christ into everything that I do. As I'm in rush hour traffic and I'm waiting there, as I'm in the line at the grocery store and I'm waiting, I'm going to live that for Christ. I'm going to offer it in love for Christ. This is what gave St. Paul so much joy. His whole life now had deep and great meaning. It was all connected to Christ. It was all filled and lived in the love of Christ. I was coming down the stairs just this past week in the morning, come down to the kitchen, and I noticed that the dishwasher was done and full. Aren't you tempted at those moments to just say, I'll leave it for someone else? Yes. And I said, nope, I'm not going to do that. Jesus, let's, let's do this. So I, I opened the door and I unloaded the dishwasher. Yes. <laughs> A victory in Christ. Joy. And then I walk outside and the sidewalk, it snowed. And the, the sidewalk was covered with snow. And again, I'll just leave that for someone else. Oh, no. Jesus, let's, let's shovel this walk. And so I shoveled the walkway so that my other brothers wouldn't slip on the, the sidewalk when they come out. Yes. Another victory of love in Christ where something so ordinary now becomes something so beautiful and so amazing because of Christ. And the third reason for joy that comes from Christ is that he has promised and this promise is absolutely certain for his disciples that our life, no matter how hard it is, and let's be honest, there are times when our life is so difficult. Those burdens can be so heavy. But Jesus promises that our life is going to end well. In fact, it's going to end very well. And this is his promise. This is why St. Paul could say, I have fought 
the fight at the end of his life. And let me tell you, his life was a battle. It was a battle. And then he said, I have won the race. And that was a difficult race. Just read his letters and he'll describe the trials and hardships that he suffered. When I look at those and I look at my life, (laughs) I'll keep mine any day. He can have his. But he said, now a crown of righteousness awaits me. This is what kept him going. Hope. He knew that things were going to end very well. And so he pressed on because he knew what was awaiting him at the end. And it awaits you. It awaits me. Raised up in mercy, sustained in love, looking forward in hope. This is the joy of disciples of Jesus. Let us thank God at this Mass for the difference that Jesus makes because this joy can be ours in these three ways and in others. But let us thank God for this gift in Jesus who gives us joy. Amen.